0: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah.
1: welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B, Austin, the Hot Block Commander. Yeah. You wanna end up one or two hours showing to keep the brain running with the
2: premises, talk sports on a national level, move with the
1: topic. sorta like the When a game counting like the Fab Five doing prime time, sports conglomerates, sweep their minds a little bit, for sports medicine, sports veterans and greats, the 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait, it's the war room, with five nights at the round table, five silly guys.
2: Yo, what's goody? What's good, War Room family? Once again, live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm the boy Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother from another. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. B. Austin is in some foreign land negotiating contracts for his spawn, the 3rd greatest soccer player of all time. So he'll be back with, with us in the mix next week. Look, man, the 2021 NFL Draft is behind us. Fred Perdue will join us momentarily. To put a bow on that. And, of course, we'll wrap about all the other big stories in the past week of sports. So sit back, relax, grab a snack and your favorite beverage, whatever you got to do. The War Room starts now. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the War Room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline at number as usual 323 410 so whether you would us live or not we just got to remind you that during the week anytime we're not live on the air you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports podcast network either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because we're pretty much on all of them. So shout out to everybody on the network. After further review with the mayor, make sure you check that out for for just all around sports talk. Uh, the Broad Street Line for Philly sports talk. I mean, that's not all they know. They they go outside, they go national as well. But if you if you're really in it for Philly sports talk, Roy and Chris are your guys. Probably the best. Not even probably, man. Best Philly sports sports talk show that I know of. And that's including all them hacks up there on the radio stations. Um, the Tissue and the Tape Hip-Hop Show with Matic 365 and Davis Backwards. Check that out. Greatest hip-hop show in the world. And uh, on the couch with the Wilsons, man. Check out everything on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. What up, Jim? Yo, why, why can't What's the two up, richest men why? on the planet keep their women happy? What's up with that? <laughs> I
3: mean... I got a smart comment, but I ain't trying to get accused of toxic masculinity,
2: <laughs> so I'm going to kill.
3: I'm money a kill can't man. buy Listen, you man, money happiness. Money money does not solve those kind of problems, beloved. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, man, over 50% of marriages end in divorce. I just right. yo, it's interesting. So they're not immune, immune to that, no matter that. how
2: much bread they got. Yeah,
3: no matter, yeah. Money don't make you immune to that, bro. I, I, yo, I actually, talking I, I think the poorer you
2: are, the better chance you got, actually. I mean, because if they break off from them, they automatically become the richest women in the world, like, overnight. So, why not?
3: Yeah, I was talking to someone who was a divorce attorney, and they said their business is booming right now, and it's all because of COVID. Like, basically, spend more time together and realize they don't even like each other. So, like, coming out of this, like, divorces are going through the roof right now. I was like, damn, that's crazy. It's like a boomer it's like a new booming industry. <laughs> it's like, yo, I had to spend eight months in quarantine? I don't
4: even like this job.
2: <laughs> I know. That is that is crazy though. Yeah. Like a lot of people over the past year and they didn't realise how much they don't like their family. So, you know, when you gotta spend <laughs> a lot of
3: time <laughs> It's <sounds> not <laughs> funny, but it's true, y'all. yeah.
2: I it's yeah. yeah, I you know, I I ain't going nowhere. I, I would like to exchange hands with my kids, you know, you know, if they, if, if they down for it, you know, I would challenge each and every one of them to a rumble because of what's been going on here in the past year. But, but I still love them. So, you know, that ain't going no way. All right, man, let's, let's get into this man. Uh We got Fred waiting on the line to wrap up this NFL draft talk. We're going to talk for a good five minutes with him about that. Um, So these hot topics are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, you know what it is. We tell you every week it's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then you must not respect anything that we say to you because we're trying to help you here, man. Y'all can lay down some money on the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money, you get it fast. There's no hassle involved. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after LeBron decides that his ankle isn't quite ready after all. So join now and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, one word, all caps, WARROOM, to activate this offer. Not Warhouse, War Room. But shout out the ball anyway. Visit mybookie.ag <laughs> today play, <laughs> win, and get paid. And that's all there is to it. So, like I said, we got Fred Purdue on the line. As y'all know, you know, he's been leading us up to to draft weekend, which was last weekend. We appreciate him for that. You know, he gave us like a month's worth of, of, of material to get you guys ready for the NFL draft. Now that the NFL draft 2021 is behind us, we're going to put a bow on this real quick. And Fred's going to come on for a minute to talk. Pretty much winners, losers, hey, draft steals, you know, the 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 yeah. post-draft yeah. overreaction that we all do. What did you say? Yeah. yeah, keep
3: Casey Mack's comment in the chat, yo. I don't know if I want to read that out all, all loud,
2: man. Casey Mack out here walling, man. All right, I, I will do. But before we do that, let's get Phil. I mean, I'm sorry. I saw Phil's number in there. We get to you, Phil, after this. Um, let's get Fred on the line. Fred, what's going on, good brother? Fred? You
3: there, no, What's on?
2: Oh. <laughs> what's up, man? How are you?
3: I you? Loving l lo- loving
2: this draft thing, man. And
3: you know, putting the bow on it. Everybody's undefeated, and well, I'm not all that happy, but I think a lot of you guys are
2: pretty happy. I think you're pretty happy too. I mean you got the the Slim Reaper, the new Slim Reaper at receiver. I you got the wrong one. I don't really deal in <laughs> hundred and forty five pound wide receivers. But hey, you know, Eagles fans are they're ecstatic. So you know, this time w- w- what are they gonna do if he doesn't turn out to be what he's supposed to do? They're gonna do their usual and act like they were against it from the door or they're gonna be honest and act you know you know, they celebrate it like they got Jerry Rice. So so shout out to them. You know, they got what they wanted. I know as a Patriots fan, you weren't too happy. You know, we were communicating throughout the draft. And when mm-hmm. Chicago came up and made their move to do what they had to do, and it wasn't Coach Belichick, I know you had some choice words for, you know, your otherwise favorite coach of all time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so let's talk, yeah. before we get into that, let's talk, you know, it, it's all overreaction because nobody's played yet, but, you know, we got to do it. Let's talk draft winners, draft losers. Who you got? Give me a few teams who stood out and are on the quote-unquote winning side of things.
3: Winning side of things is easy. The the Chicago Bears, they killed it. I mean, not only did they get their quarterback, Justin Fields, they got my quarterback. I've been here waiting for him to just fall right into place for the last two years. Fred, they
2: they got my quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Because – because when you trade up to get to the, to the 10th spot or whatever the hell we did, and he's still there, man, you kick your draft board down, you burn it, and you take that dude. But anyway.
3: Of course you uh, do. I, of, course you do. of course you do. Oh, we <laughs> in, in in of course you do. You don't trade up in this and Even you said it. When we made
2: that trade, you text me said, y'all better not. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they yeah. do. Yeah, I was like,
3: every pick, the whole time I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, we got past San Francisco, we got past uh, Carolina, we got past Denver, and then we get past Dallas, I'm like, okay, and then, well, Chicago does. But you know what, with that pick, Chicago right it wrong, because they drafted one Mitchell Trubisky, one of the dumbest picks I've ever seen, let it – Passing on Pat Mahomes, granted, No one knew Pat Mahomes would be that be that guy. But if you're going to trade up, you don't mess it up uh, royally twice. So, uh, but then what do they do behind it? They go and protect the quarterback because it means nothing if you don't protect him, right? Or get him weapons. Shout out to Green Bay. Uh, but you know,
5: um,
3: yeah, they got Tevin Jenkins, who from Oklahoma State, and. When I saw that, I was like, man, he hasn't gone yet, and he should be a first-round pick. And well, they've secured a pretty decent decent haul there, seeing as you he doesn't have to start. These Tevin Jenkins will start this year, but in the beginning, but you don't have to start Justin Fields early, especially if Nick Foles. You guys know what Nick Foles does. He he comes in, wins a couple games, makes you feel confident. And then he can hand the keys over. When he feels like he's going to crash the car, you can go ahead and hand the keys over. So that was the biggest, uh, most notable thing for me in this draft. Um, but also the run on offensive linemen was huge. Christian Derisaw, uh going – and also for really the whole entire outside of Green Bay, the entire NFC North, Detroit got – I mean, they had a stud fall into
5: their lap off um in Sewell so you know you get a 10-year minimum offensive tackle who he's
3: just NFL ready why not uh you could have drafted a quarterback you could have went after um uh Devontae Smith or whoever you wanted but you got an offensive lineman and what do you guys say fat people win championships
2: no Detroit oh, yeah. you're not
3: winning championships you're not winning champ- but it looks nice on paper
2: it'll get you closer than
3: yeah, what they used it, it to do, but hmm. it
5: helps. <laughs> it it helps. Minnesota out last but not least in the winter section. Um Minnesota really
3: they hit it out of the park. Uh Christian Deris uh offensive tackle and then you go and pick up a quarterback in the later in the mid rounds and Kellen Mond who he's gonna sit for a little bit, but he has some uh some Dak Prescott in his game. So don't be surprised if he takes Kirk Cousins' mm-hmm. spot. Yes, I like that. For those of you that that catch on to that, um, I like that one. Um, you like that? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And Chad Surratt, uh, his and his story is a little different because you know usually you don't see guys switching positions and actually being successful at it. He was a starting quarterback at North Carolina, uh, the guy that's there now. Sam Howell took his job. He switched over to middle linebacker, and. Just proceeded to be an all aCC player and then get drafted uh he'll be he'll probably take over in the in the middle of that defense and i mean you you hit on every position that you needed to hit on that's huge
2: cool. all right so who didn't do as well <laughs> in the draft
3: um one their quarter i'll start with this one if i told you that your superstar hall of fame. Probably most still most talented quarterback in the NFL. Keeps saying I need this, I need weapons, I need weapons, I need weapons. And you go draft a corner and a center. Would you would you say that's that's grounds for divorce?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's looking that way.
3: <laughs> yeah, Green Bay, you played yourself. I mean, Eric Stokes, yeah, he ran a four-two-nine, and that's great, but. If you're gonna draft defense year in and year out, shouldn't you have the best defense in the NFL? Probably so, especially if you're spending premium picks. They drafted Amari Rogers from Clemson, but he's a he's a slot guy. He's not helping you year one. Uh, yeah, you you help the offensive line with some depth, but the one thing you don't have are premium weapons, which you could have went up and got. You could have gotten uh, a Rashad Bateman. You could have gotten an Elijah Moore. A fast, speedy guy, but no, you're okay hitting doubles instead of home runs. So uh, Green Bay really just—it it was almost like a troll at this point. It's like they're trolling Aaron Rodgers to and, and hoping he'll just either quit, go do Jeopardy or something, and, and leave them alone. Uh for, <laughs> he was actually it's pretty like good at that.
2: I can't front. I'm a Jeopardy <laughs> fan, so I watched him. He was actually pretty good.
3: But. Yeah, he was. He was really good. He was really good. So uh, Jimmy, I'm gonna tell you. I didn't want to do this to you because I actually liked the pick you got, but it just it wasn't enough to help you. Uh, Patrick Sertain, the second for your Denver Broncos, and Javante Williams, uh, the second round pick. Those are nice picks, but you need help at quarterback, and well, you passed on it. You passed on uh, trade uh, um, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, you probably could have went up and got a. I wish you would have passed. I wish you would have taken uh, taking Mac Jones
5: off my hands, but. You, you fumbled the bag too. So, hey, listen, man. Um, the, the hey, Matt that, Jones, the, the Jones
3: gonna be the
2: next Tom Brady for y'all.
3: The fact that you disapprove of it means that we're in good shape, Fred. Because I'm still waiting for big Bridge to light it up.
2: <laughs>
3: hey, he's their bridge quarterback, so hey, you never know. Um, but yeah, I, those picks are good picks. I mean, you, we we know what Big Benio is gonna hey, do. Hey, but... you out of pocket too, man. Your whole fire Belichick thing, man. You gotta chill. <laughs> no, no. I I was in my feelings, man. I'm sorry. We see happened. he was way
2: in your feelings.
3: Yeah, I was in, I have been waiting on that pick to happen for two years. And we got that close. It it's it, 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 I know what That's the thing. What, Actually like what,
2: being the Patriots, like you wouldn't even figure that they would be in the running and they did get exactly. you know, close. I mean but, but it doesn't but, mean he didn't try though. Maybe he tried I, I to get up into that spot. Like you know, fan, fans are always so hard on the, the the coaches and executives. Like we don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. They may have tried, and they may have liked what Chicago was talking about a little better. Who knows, man? Who knows? But
3: uh, I'm sorry, I, I could, I don't put my stamp of approval on, on Mac Jones. <laughs> I hope I'm, I hope I put it to you like this. I hope I'm back in this position in a few years.
2: But Tell me this, though. Without Fields still being on the board, who else – is Mac Jones the, the next quarterback that you should have been looking at
3: uh, at that spot? Yeah.
2: Like, I yeah, was about to say, what were your other up. options at that point?
3: Kyle Trask isn't an option. Kellen Mond doesn't fit. Uh, so, yeah, he fits what you want, and the belichick Saban connection is there. So it, it it didn't seem like it, though, when I watched Mac Jones's pro day, Belichick was just pacing and shaking his head like, no. And, and it was like, okay, we can scratch well, the dude when, off. When have, you,
2: when have you known Belichick to, to, to put his cards out there?
3: Yeah. I mean, I the
2: dude don't smile when his team up 50. So, I mean, he don't put yeah, his, his, his cards out there. I know. So you can't be surprised at that. that. I want to ask you about a round two pick for my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Mm -hmm. Landon Dickerson, center from Alabama. He can play center. He can play guard. Um, Could be immediate help, but getting over another injury, and it's not his only one. Like, he's gotten the label kind of of injury prone is this a good pick in the second round is this something you gotta go for if he's on the board and that's something that you need or should the injuries have scared them away
3: alabama players for the most part always have injuries they come it's almost a buyer beware thing type of thing whether it's d milliner for the jets years ago um But it's one of those things that their players tend to come into the league as damaged goods, but I don't think you're going to have to worry about him, about Landon Dickerson too much. Had that injury not happened, he would have been a first round pick. I'll put it that way. Uh, So you got a steal. You actually got a, you got a little bit of a steal. Let him red shirt this year.
2: That's what I hear. Let let him lose. lose. Actually, I hear that the running back that they got in like the fifth round was a steal as well. Um, Damn, I can't think of his name right now. Uh one second, I got it right here. Um,
3: oh, Kenneth Gainwell,
2: yeah, yeah. We talked
3: about him earlier a couple yeah. when we talked running backs. Uh, right, he had he he put up big numbers at Memphis, and um, yeah, he's a, he's a good back. He's not Miles Sanders type build, so you don't expect that. But he he's a nice change of pace back that you can. I was about do. to say
2: change of pace can catch out of the backfield mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. They putting Boston Scott on notice. <laughs> oh
5: yeah, definitely definitely putting him
2: on notice. I Ain't gonna put my man B Scott on notice like that. B Scott been balling for us. All right, so just uh, anything before you get out of here, just anything that stood out to you in the draft, any standout moments.
3: Um, I will. I do want to put a. a give a little shout out to a team that is in your division um the Washington team they actually really hit in the draft and i'm i'm still surprised for the, this for the, past, has, two uh, for the
2: past two yeah, seasons
3: yeah damon davis is, he really he's a really good linebacker that that defense as a whole is going to be really good they addressed the offensive line they got him a dynamic receiver in and deami brown North Carolina if they get a quarterback at any point Aaron Rodgers make a call go to go to Washington please just go Aaron
2: Rodgers go to Washington I quit listen (laughs) one thing (laughs) one thing that I have never seen in at least my lifetime living in in the Washington area and one thing I will not be able to take for too much longer is a smart Washington franchise I we can't do this (laughs) We can't do this we we can't you know do they're known
5: for these type of things, you know they're known <laughs> for it, so but
3: this draft really it it went a lot like I thought it would. I mean, the quarterbacks fell pretty much exactly how i expected uh the receivers, the run on receivers really was something that i I thought was gonna happen um. Urban Meyer was upset. Anytime Urban Meyer is upset is great. And I also found out that my um, my soon to be one day quarterback Mac Jones uh, does a really good Vince McMahon uh, impression.
2: Really good Vince
3: McMahon impression. <laughs> All right. Can he? Can he do a good impression.
2: Tom Brady impression? That's that's what no, you need him to do. No. Which, <laughs> that's he, what he. He can do. He, you know what impression he can do. He can do the
3: the impression of sticking his foot. Never mind. I'm going to be nice.
2: Hey, man, know. they're built the same. Like, his, his pre-draft <laughs> photo with no shirt on looked almost just like Tom Brady's. I'm telling you, man, you're upset. This might be your guy, man. This might be your guy. I,
3: I, just, I mean, he's I, still a first-rounder,
2: though, so he's still expected to be more than Tom Brady ever was. Like, Tom Brady is the steel of you the century. You
3: never know how someone, put, how <laughs> someone um, produces on the next level. Because right. you can't measure things like heart and how they adapt to the, to the game. There's no way you would have thought Tom Brady coming out of Michigan no, would
2: be no. what he became.
3: Never. So was, steel of the century. Fans. He, he was, might you know, be the
2: steal of all maybe. time in the draft. He has to be. Yeah,
3: yeah but, but, I mean, but the fact is no one predicted that based upon how his performance in college. Right. So what I'm saying is this guy actually was a better college football player than Tom Brady. So give him a chance. Um, and, and plus, Jim. Never know.
2: Quarter, quarter, think, quarterback, think about all man, the like, quarterbacks with all the attributes it is. that come in and don't live up to what they're supposed to be because they don't have heart, like you just said. So, you never I know.
3: I mean, nobody knew Pat Mahomes would be Pat Mahomes. If actually, I lied. I have one person. I won't say his name, yeah. but he he told Andy me Reed. about that. He. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, Pat Mah- <laughs> nobody knew Pat Mahomes would be. Pat but, but, Mahomes, but here's the thing: so if, if Pat Mahomes doesn't go to the QB West if he doesn't go to Andy Reid. Does he become the same Pat Mahomes? Like so? You know, so it's, not. It's, 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 so yeah. it's so many variables. Situations, That's what I'm saying.
2: Mm-hmm. This so dude is going to Belichick, man. and Josh. But, all right, man. So you know, another one, know. another one in the books, man. Like I said before, you came on, Fred. We appreciate all the work you've done around this draft and and all the past drafts that you've uh, handled for us, man. Let everybody know uh, where they can hit you up on social media so they can tell you that they don't like what you said and you can argue with them (laughs) there. You
3: guys can catch me on Twitter, FredProducedFB. Always talking draft. I'm already talking 2022 quarterbacks galore. Again, <laughs> uh, it, this quarterback thing has got to stop. We got to figure out some way to do these. These highly rated quarterbacks cannot go. Even when they're not good, they still are looked at as top guys. I don't, I don't get it.
2: Pretty much, that's what they do. All right, man. So we will holler at you. Appreciate you, man.
3: What's up, guys? Have a good one.
2: All right, you too. All right, Fred Perdue, everybody, Uh, 2021 NFL Draft. We will see. Like I said, it's all an overreaction at this point, man. You'll never really know. In my opinion, like, you don't even start to know. You're lucky if you do before three years. But the only problem with that is, Jimmy, people don't get three years anymore. (laughs) You're not good by the end of your first year and definitely by your second year, like you really never get to see that third year these days. So I don't know. The, the patience process has, has sped up a little bit. So we'll see how that goes, man. But right into it, we're going to go stat of the week, man. Yo, this is interesting because we got Philmatic 365 on the line.
0: <laughs>
2: we got you here, Jimmy. We know how this conversation usually goes between y'all, but I started a week, man. is about one, Francis M.H. Gore, a.k.a. Frank Gore. Frank Gore has had 12 seasons in the NFL with 1,200-plus yards from scrimmage, which makes that the most by any player in NFL history. What's your thoughts on that? It's the poster boy for me. <laughs> <laughs> And, mid, and, and mid that doesn't get hurt. Is that what you call him, Frank? And, yeah, that's all. It he he is, got man. all his injuries cool, out of the way in college. Is that what you're trying to say, man?
3: Yeah, man, he cool, man. I guess he he like a he's a Honda Accord, man. He ain't never been he ain't never been a Lexus <laughs> or an Infiniti. He a little little he a
2: little Nissan Altima. You
5: know
3: so, he, he so he,
2: he he're reliable. He reliable, yeah. But he ain't nothing flashy. He, 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 yeah, yeah, I tell you. Mid. I feel you. I feel you. Before we move on, just because you know we had to say something about Frank, we're gonna get Phil on Phil on the line. Phil Matic, what's going on, good brother? How are you? You're top what up, three Little love, The it? boy Frank Gore, <laughs> Francis Mh, 1200 he's
3: miles, M-H twelve hundred
2: plus. Three fifteen thousand. This is, 15, <laughs>
1: this is called 15,
5: him the 000. boy from mid. Yeah. I, I, I don't
1: pay attention to them, man? you
3: said he had Camry.
5: <laughs> never been
3: nobody this good for this long. <laughs> hey man, Camry's is great cars, man. They move a lot of Yami. No, all listen, Camry's great no. cars though, but they they Where's they got the, the uh camera? they got the the great uh they got the great removable paneling. Um, but that's I'm no there. Up, up, I'm a cheap bastard that pushes a Toyota, so I ain't got no problem with it, but you know we but we know what it is though. Like he ain't Come never paneling. <laughs> hey, man, Cam Cam. Cam the, the the Toyota Camry is Hall of Fame, y'all. In the in the hood, but uh, y'all y'all, y'all know I why mean, I'm here, listen, man. because we we did it. not draft
1: Same a Colorado.
3: Oh oh yeah, so yeah. As a 49ers we're not, we're not talking about
2: fan, how'd you how'd you like your your, your QB pick? You seem kind of excited. Yeah, you, I wasn't you, expecting it. You, I, I was nervous because they, cause they, cause they,
3: they 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 held they held the line. I mean, and they just didn't break and didn't reveal any Wu Tang about what they was doing. So right. the fact that they that they drafted the dude that I originally wanted, I was super hyped. Now, it I was talking to Vod about this. I was like, if we wanted a quarterback to start right now, right away, we take we take fields. But the, the bigger upside, long term big flag, is Trey Lance and from everything i've i've read and tried to do the, my little bit of research they say boy might be the the smartest qb in the draft imagine that <laughs> imagine that right. um right. So they, they so didn't even that, think we had that in it the reasons why they they probably yes, like he must work. be mixed and <laughs> uh, actually you already know what it is you know the whole the whole the whole sport all the sports is mixed yo know, everybody looks like the t- on the in the uh in, in the draft room, Joe, in, in the pictures. But um it it was dope to see, man, that that kid uh get drafted and every all the picks that we made, the offensive linemen, we're gonna we gonna do what we do, smash mouth football. We know we're gonna we're gonna put them in a great situation to uh to take over and I like what we look like, man. Only thing I wish we only thing I was a little upset about we didn't get no uh no, uh four three uh wide out to, to like really uh stretch the defense pause. And um like uh in fact Seattle ended up getting a dude uh from Western Michigan that I was hoping we got uh Esridge, I think his name is Dwayne Esridge. Mm-hmm. And um but that that dude was, like a four three nine or something like that. And I was hoping we could have got him in the second round, but we took we took the offensive lineman from Notre Dame and I ain't mad at that cause, uh that's how you win championships. Um, When you bust it down, that's why I just can't can't help to think.
2: I just can't help to think that one day Justin Fields is going to be going on his Aaron Rodgers uh, busting everybody ass who passed me up tour. Um, Oh no! I mean, he 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 didn't he didn't do an Aaron Rodgers slide, but for this whole process, you know, he was supposed to be the number two pick, and I I don't know. See, I, I guess I, the FNFC thing that was revealed up. recently, I guess it scared a lot of people away. It, it had to. Because, well, like, well, what other reason was the there for I'm him to it, fall to where he fell?
3: Yeah, I, I, I was wondering. I think, I think he still got the stink of uh, uh, Haskins on him, uh, the Ohio State uh, quarterback stink that has haskins yeah. put on all them dudes. But um, I blame it on the Jets because the Jets were I mean, supposed to take. I mean, but he still looked way to me here, here's my hot take of the of the year, it, or me, this is what I say. The Chicago Bears, talent wise, have the best quarterback that they have ever had in their entire franchise. Talent wise, in damn in that kid. <laughs> they, they, they uh, the, had it, it does
2: sound it does like, sound like, crazy, but then when you start to think and you start to rattle off names, on down, just coming to America. Probably, he, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. Because it would actually talent wise, <laughs> it would have to be really between him and uh, not talent wise. I think it had to be between him and Cutler. Talent wise, yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, I'm what talking about, about, like, what about actual McMahon? like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, so <total> three <sighs>
3: jokes. Where, where my man be Austin at? So, he, so we so we so we can get, uh, get that dude, uh <laughs> the uh, uh, RKO. But no, you that, said that, McMahon that dude, man, or McNash. I'm I am just throwing them both that. out there. I'm just throwing i throwing out names that I remember I played for the Bears. Oh no, he's he's way better than Jimmy McMahon talent wise. Jimmy, man, Jimmy, Jimmy McMahon Jimmy had a of in. the greatest defense to ever touch a football field. And nobody was gonna beat hey, him, him in nineteen eighty five. No just no 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 you No,
2: you're nah, right. Jim We're McMahon Jim time. McMahon was what Jimmy was talking about earlier. Jim McMahon was all heart. He had no talent.
5: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing
2: though, yeah. man.
3: Yeah, yo, he he made plays when he had to.
2: Yeah, no, 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 the heart meter the heart meter no, no, means no, a lot, no. man. It means a lot. Yo, that's what I'm the saying. Heart, There's a lot. The heart, of, heart and that's why I say, like, Cutler, if you're saying talent-wise, then so far it would have to be Cutler. But we know how Cutler ended up. We know how Jeff George ended up. You know what I mean? You, how know how I, you, George, you know how Jeff George, you know how he was, and he was he one, one of the most talented quarterbacks. I'll challenge
3: you on that. McMahon didn't make plays when he was supposed to, or the Bears would have been undefeated that season. They lost to Miami. Oh, they only in lost the Cutler, Cutler is a scum bum. He lost <laughs> yeah. one game and he won a bowl. Cutler is a scum bum. <laughs> oh, C- Cutler, Cutler's, Cutler's trash, too, but, like, Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback the Chicago Bears football organization has ever had in their entire 100 years. You know, bro. like, it's crazy thing, when you think about it. I, I, I'm, I, hope, I hope Justin Fields does well, but over this last week or so, yo, he done went from Justin Fields to like, you know, Joe Montana. Like, oh, no, Chicago's been a comedy. I mean, I, I can't tell from where, where he got drafted. drafted. <laughs> from yeah, where he I'm got drafted. Like, no, once he got drafted by Chicago, he, he, he went, he went. Oh, they hype. People are acting as if the Bears just like drafted Dan Marino mixed with Jim Kelly mixed with Joe Montana mixed with Steve <laughs> Young. Oh no! He, uh, I mean, I hope I hope it works out. But he he he, he chief chief in his grandma house. That's how they treat that boy, man. I it's mean, like, even, even you like like think he's the most talented. Is, I mean, I mean, you're basing on college, but yo, there's a lot of Achilles Smith was talented as hell in college.
2: No, but that but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think like I don't think saying talent is the same thing as the people that's so hype. Like it, there are a lot of people that's crazy hype. About his prospects, talent. Listen, man, you got you college so talent. You got you, know I mean? you got
3: college talent and NFL talent. To me, those are two different talents. That's the fact. Sometimes they're not the same. Marcus But blue.
2: Marcus was talented.
3: Blue. They they got Andy <laughs> Dalton. They was calling Andy Dalton QB one. Yo, I would be ecstatic if I if we taking any any if if Andy Dalton in 2021 is your quarterback, you would be ready to throw a parade. <laughs> and Yo, Andy Dalton fell uh, off a of cliff is. in like two years. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, and that, that's, they and they put out the tweet calling him QB one. So they had put that out in the world. So they were already projecting him to be the starting quarterback. That's what. That's why Chicago fans are kind of ODing like, yo, we came up because it was either you know. I mean,
2: he's probably you, still QB one for at least the first five.
3: No, if if if, if them dudes want to save their jobs, Matt Nagy, you know them. They need to they need to give Justin Fields. This, they should they should put Andy Dalton. You and had that talk with him. You know that, that that talk where you where your starting QB is no longer about to be your starting QB, and they bring him in the office and shit, and they just be like, hey, hey man, we Yo, appreciate you're everything Andy, you did man. for the Like the the talk we about to have with Jimmy, um, <laughs> Jimmy G. Um, like we well, appreciate. Well, in the chat room is
2: saying he said Aaron Rodgers will go to San Francisco. I'm pretty sure y'all will put no, Jimmy well, no, G and Young Boy on the back burner if uh we, we Aaron wanted we, we, to go right there for the ground, a year or two. When
3: they when they announced that he wanted to be out and they announced the three teams he wanted to go to, they made the call and they, they turned down the deal. Because
2: Jimmy yeah, G and, was and a I hear that, you know, Aaron they, Rodgers was like, you know, why don't y'all you know, y'all should have took that that San Francisco deal. So he's still, you know, he wants to be yeah. there. I don't think it's not a done deal because right now he's still a Packer right. and he's He's hell-bent yeah. on not being a Packer. And as much as these if, teams talk, he you know, these dudes force their way out when they want to force their way out. My question is, that, that call are they going to start talking about all of Aaron Rodgers' masseuses? Right. Is, is his masseuses going to jump up? Yo. Yeah. Does, I live in Green Bay, well, it, it ain't
3: no masseuses in Green Bay. I promise you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you are um, but back. man, I know no, it, it was just all in all. I, I was I was happy with with our draft. I'm, I'm a little concerned about y'all pick. I I think it was, I I think y'all should have took field.
2: I'm concerned but, about um, his health.
3: Dayton, the boy weighed he weighed like twenty pounds more than me, man. And and I'm and I'm 5'4". He That's probably he, he probably
2: don't though, Phil. He probably don't. That's probably just what they're saying to make yo, him look like an NFL yeah, player, yeah. man. You have seen them they, photos? of I said? Those
3: "Yeah,
2: they be gassing yeah, man. like, yo, bull look like olive oil in pads, man. Like, <laughs> it's it's scary, man. No, the prospects I mean, are scary.
3: It, it it it. But what I will say is, if he can stay on the field and he can actually play." He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna make plays because he's a dynamic yeah, talent. It's just he a matter has more of like
2: because people keep comparing him to Deshaun Jackson and he's really not that. He doesn't have he's just a Deshaun receiver Jackson receiver. speed, but he has a lot more with his game than Deshaun route Jackson. Running. He's a better route runner. You know what I'm saying? All of that kind of stuff. But but yeah. Deshaun what he had was the ability to jog away from dudes who look like they were running hard and full speed. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, and that kept him in the league, but it really didn't keep him healthy. But most of his injuries were always, you know, soft tissue injuries because he was so fast. He, yeah, he always running, had a hammy or, or something <laughs> like that. This dude, if he take a good hit, man, somebody might break his body in half. And I'm afraid for the kid, man, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, a good lot of that is
3: regulated out, but football is still football. And, you know, those things those will me. happen. You know, blind, <laughs> blindside blocks and... I can only see, but that's imagine, the thing. You, want, you're the, right.
2: It is regulated, out, but it just looked like regular tackles might hurt, dude, man. And when you play for Alabama, you know you're not getting tackled a lot. <laughs> so it's different when you get to this level <laughs> everybody's good. So we'll see, man. But Phil, yeah, you, know you know what it is, you know? Man. You know, you know, you know his
3: quarterback. You know his okay, quarterback yeah. can throw some interceptions, and I'd be I'd be worried about him on those uh those crack backs,
2: that crack back blocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's man. gonna happen. But gonna I'm gonna happen. let y'all
3: get back to y'all regularly scheduled program. I just wanted to holler at y'all, man. Once again, shout out to to the boy uh top three Frank. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> Francis
2: M.H. Francis M H. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
3: yeah, man.
2: All you know right, man. man. We're holler at uh, you. Uh, sure. All right, peace. Y'all make sure out there that peace, y'all y'all peace, listen, peace. y'all hip hop heads, listen to Tissue and the Tape. Like I said, greatest hip hop podcast on the planet. Y'all can find that right here at warroomsports.com. All right, man, let's get into some NBA. Well, real quick, I just want to let you know real quick, Jimmy Albert Pujols, you he has been designated for assignment. So basically he's about to be released by the Angels in the final year of his 10-year um what was it, $241 million deal? Of course, he's set to make $30 million this deal this year, no matter what happens. But back in 2011 when they signed this deal, we all talked about the fact that he was definitely going to be some Reggie. He was going to be Reggie pool holder (laughs) by the time this deal was up. And, you know, he's kind of been that over the last couple seasons. Right now he's hitting 168 um, with five home runs and 12 RBIs. So Ooh, yeah, they like
3: below the Mendoza re-
2: yeah, and they and they pretty much already have his replacement at both of his positions, being first base and designated hitter. So uh, which is Jared Walsh and Shohei Ohtani, respectfully. So they're gonna say, you know, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bid adieu to to our pool Pujols, man. Baseball don't owe him nothing, and you know he don't owe baseball nothing. Great player in his prime um we kind of knew in 2011 when they signed that 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 deal. He was the first of these these new super diesel deals. Um you know, he, he he got 240 million. Now they're giving out 340 million, but 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 he was the first. He started this gangster-ish, And this is the thanks he gets. Yeah, so shout out to him, Al- cause
3: he definitely was a monster. He's a monster in his time, but you know, yeah, happens yes, to little most athletes. you can see them go out and they become Reggie.
2: Yeah, he's uh, fifth all time in home runs, um, second behind Hank Aaron in RBIs, fifth in doubles, total bases, and extra base hits, and he's thirteenth in Major League history in hits. So you know, <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer. He probably, host of, he probably is, is trying guy. to
3: play this. He probably trying to play this contract out before he goes off into. You know what I mean,
2: yeah, glory. I mean, but if they don't let him, because you know, once you get designated. You you and you clear waivers. You know they can basically release you. If I'm him, I just walk off into the sunset, take my money because it's baseball. You're gonna get it regardless. So um yeah, you my chicken. (laughs) Yeah, I sit out the rest of the season for the rest of my thirty middle man. Fuck y'all. All right, man. Just wanted to share that nugget real quick with everybody. NBA Players of the Week: Devin Booker and the Light Mamba, Jason Tatum. Matter of fact, these are two Kobe disciples right here. They got player of the week. Out west, Devin Booker put up 29.3 points per game, four rebounds and three and a half assists. And the Phoenix Suns, who are second in the west, one of the top three records in all of basketball, I think the second best record in all of basketball to the Jazz, um, they went 4-0 and last week. On the Eastern Conference side of things, Jason Tatum averaged 42.7 points per game, six rebounds and six assists, the Celtics went two and one during that span. We know Jason Tatum put up a 60 burger um, <laughs> at one point last week, so he became the second youngest player ever to score 60 points. I believe the youngest is the guy that we're talking about next to him when um, Devin Booker put up the 70 piece um, against Yo. the Boston Celtics. So shout out to both
3: Devin of these Booker. Friends, is man. Like 22 and <laughs> a 10 year veteran. <laughs>
2: Yo, and look like he 18. Um, But, yeah, if you look at these dudes side by side, look at the pictures for their um, player of the week side by side, look like they could be cousins at least, if not brothers. Um, I might be saying that because they both light-skinned and got, you know, curly hair and fades and beards. But, you know,
0: (laughs) that that might might
2: be a reason I'm doing that. But also you got your Western and Eastern Conference Players of the Month. And that's when Stephen Curry, the chef, and Julius Randle. Julius, the Knicks are back Randle in the East. So Wardell over in the Western Conference put up 37.3 points per game, 6.1 rebounds. He made 96 total three-pointers in the month of April, and his team went 8-8. So it wasn't great team success when you think about it, but when somebody's on the type of tear that he's on – You got to throw him this award. On the Eastern Conference side of things, Julius Randle put up 27.1 points per game, nine rebounds, 6.3 assists, and with an 11-4 record in the month of April, the Knicks are most definitely back. Um, A few more nuggets from the month from these guys. Steph Curry hit the most threes ever made in a single month, breaking James Harden's record of 82. Uh, first player in NBA history to average 35 points and shoot 50, 40, 90 during a career during a calendar month, and most 30-plus point games ever in the month of April. That's Steph Curry, your Western Conference Player of the Month. Um, we don't have that, those kind of nuggets for Julius Randle, except for the stats that I already read and the fact that the Knicks are 11 and 4 on a in, in a month. You know, a, a down-the-stretch month of a season. When the, when the hell the last time we've seen anything like that? So what's your thoughts, Jim, on Chef and Julius and the Knicks?
0: Ward,
3: Wardell was reminding us why he, you know, was the MVP of this entire league. Um, um, the Knicks are playing amazing ball under their new coach, but we know that that's what he does until his team burns out. You know they're going to be trash um, next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're playing great ball, man. You got to salute them. Like, you know, it seemed like we've been saluting them all season, man. So shout out to both of them, man. Because Wardell, man, he letting y'all, he reminding y'all, yo, like, I saw Wardell move yeah. the, the other night. I'm like, damn,
2: he back in this rare form. Y'all must have forgot. And Wardell, damn near single-handedly shooting these dudes into, they, are, they have a 500 record overall right now, 33 and 33, but they're currently in the ninth spot, we know seven through nine are going to have to play in the play-in tournament against each other. So, you know, even if they don't grab that eighth spot with these new rules that are in place, like you never know. And you never know, know. a team with that kind of experience and a player you of his caliber, that can get you might not want them in the playoffs. It. Like <laughs> we talked about Dominique Wilkins talking trash Come on. Nobody wants to see the, the, the Atlanta Hawks in the play playoffs it might be these warriors that nobody want to see in the playoffs. Cause once they get there, they're going to have at least two dudes on the team that got the ultimate experience. So we'll see how that plays out, man. And on the Eastern conference side of things, the, the, the Knicks are sitting, I'm not going to say comfortably. They are half a game up on the Hawks, but they're sitting in that fourth spot. But I think, The way it looks now, the Celtics might have something to say about this 4-5 thing when it's all said and done because they're sitting in six, um, two games behind the Knicks who are in fourth. But if it played out now, the Knicks and Hawks should be seeing each other in that 4-5 matchup. It's just going to be a matter of who's in the four, who's in the five, who has the home court advantage. So we'll see how that goes. But the Celtics do look like they might be trying to crash that party to heat as well. You know, if the Knicks and Hawks, you know, do down the stretch like we would expect from the Knicks and Hawks, the Celtics and Heat, I said Heat, the Celtics and Heat could most certainly jump into those spots and 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 put those put them down to six and seven, which would put one of them in that playing tournament. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy season. All right, um. Carmelo, Jim, Carmelo Anthony, has now hopped into the top ten of of NBA on the NBA all time scoring list. Man, um, you know Carmelo is averaging. He, he's taking a bench role this year, so he's averaging thirteen point six points off the bench. But he surpassed Elvin Hayes the other night um, with a career total of twenty seven thousand three hundred and thirteen points. That moves him into The top 10, Moses Malone at number nine. Somebody like, it's crazy, though, man, when you look at Moses' name, Jim, because we always talk about how his name comes up for nothing. Sinners, all-time greats, top 10 scorer, but Moses is sitting at ninth with 27,409. So at this pace, Carmelo can catch him this season, and then he'll have his his eyes set on Shaquille O'Neal. Who sits at twenty eight thousand five hundred ninety six. I think he can get Shaq next that's season. Crazy. Sitting at seven is Wilt at thirty one four nineteen. I kinda think that's where Mello stops. I think Mello's gonna end his career as the eighth um eighth player on the all time scoring list. So so we'll see. I mean maybe cause... he'll play a few more seasons, man. Uh shout I mean, out to Mello. Considering...
3: No, that's crazy considering that um the guys you named, like Shaq and Will. Like, I I just think of scoring in those guys' names, and and he's right up there with them. But it also has to show that um, I don't think even myself has fully appreciated Melo's contributions to Hoops. And it's probably because, I mean, he's a banana boat boy. He's probably the least successful of the banana boat boys in terms of
2: team success. But it's probably because, you know why? He didn't, I don't think he embraced the banana boat like the rest of them dudes because he wasn't even actually on the banana boat that day and yeah. you know we know Mello kind of an older soul so a lot of the stuff they do Mellow be like you know what I mean come on man Stop this young boy Well, now
3: and, now and now he about to be written <laughs> out of history for it like they asked him it, <laughs> exactly. it, it, it's a secret society all they exactly. asked him for was trust and he ain't not the trust
2: I know because Chris Paul don't even have a chip and you know he'd point God out this joint He's according to God, Twitter, so yeah. So, Chris, yeah, yo, so Chris
3: Paul booked the internet he, today, man. He's getting birthday shout outs. Like
2: <laughs> shout out to the point guard. Shout out to the point guard. But and and you another thing, saying? Jim, that's that's interesting about him making this move on the list. Remember, he missed an entire season. Um, and then when he played, uh, in in Houston, he only played what 30 something games or something like that yeah before he, they got rid of him yeah so he pretty much missed the last it. season and a half and he's still making moves in the top 10 of the all-time scoring list man so uh he shout out to him called uh he had
3: an injury called blackballs pause
2: as a matter but of no, fact i, I said i said 30 something games He he played 10 games with the rockets before they nice. got him out of there and then he played. Hey, Mello. He played 58 with the Trailblazers last season when he finally, you know, got that call. So shout out to Mello, man. He's another dude I think that he, you know, he gets disrespected, and we all know, you know, why. Now every fan, every conversation they have is about championships. You can't be great unless you 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 win a championship. Um, it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's it's the same thing about the next thing I'm gonna ask you about, Jim. Like. We're looking at Russell Westbrook possibly having his, not even possibly, he's already nailed it up. He's going to end this season with his fourth season averaging a triple-double when Oscar Robertson did it once and they thought it would never be done again and no other player has done it ever in the history of the NBA. He's about to end his fourth season, but I'm looking at a lot of people's preliminary pre- preliminary lists and it looks like he won't even make an all NBA team. Like, do you think that's possible? I do. I
3: do think it's possible. Especially
2: the especially the way he you know, he and, and Bill have that team playing right now. They're one of the teams Yo, that it, you really say like if they get in on that playing tournament team's not gonna really going to deal with that kind of trouble. I'm not first.
3: saying I agree with it, but I do see it I do see it happening. But I also think that
2: it's it's weird, right? So I think he's disrespected in the grand scheme
3: of things because what I like, what I love most about Westbrook Paul is not even the numbers that he puts up; it's the tenacity and ferociousness in which he approaches the game. Like right. that, that to me, he's damn near second to none in terms of how he approaches the game of basketball. Like he's the great, he's the best running back in the NBA. Because for
2: that, um, like he's he's greater in that regard than skill wise. I mean, we know. We know Brody, you know, leaves some stuff to be desired sometimes. You know, he makes some bad decisions sometimes. His jump shot leaves a lot to be desired. He's not a great free throw shooter now that they don't let him take 65 seconds in between every free throw. Uh, It's a lot. But like you said, Jim, like you're not going to find people that play as hard as him, that leave it all out on the court. And the crazy part to me, though, is, is narratives, because we've always heard that Russell Westbrook was a selfish player, but this dude averages double-finger I mean, assists every year. Like, like how is he selfish? Like, I never got that. Like,
3: that was that was in college. Know? He had that reputation in college. I mean, and, and they go, narratives will follow you, and when you don't go out of your way to kind of change that, that's what it becomes. Like, he's made the decision, like, yo, I don't care what nobody thinks, and that's
2: cool. Look, I mean, but when line you line average double-figure assists, damn near every year, like how have you not gone out of your way to well, change the season, narrative? Okay. I mean, the, he the don't thing, care like, about it what they actually, say, but the narrative should have been changed.
3: This actually, to me, kind of goes to LeBron in a weird way. Here's what I mean by that. The one beautiful
2: thing that LeBron did about
3: the game of basketball is kind of like took it out of that Michael Jordan, um, best player has to be the, the, the most deadliest scorer kind of thing. There was this thing like when Mike came around, like in order to be the best player in the league or whatever, you had to like just outscore everybody, right? So you've seen the guys like AI, Kobe come up, and they were just like complete dominant scorers. And then you have a guy that comes in and is not necessarily about statistics per se, um, so that we have like a shift happening in the game to the point where like kind of like affects Westbrook, like he, he's averaging this triple double when well, most people talk about their their best or favorite players these days. a lot of times they don't even talk about statistics first now they get into analytics but not just straight up statistics like he scores 30 a game and he does the second the third you know um and it could be like the whole idea of, but I don't believe in championship or bus but he's definitely disrespected but I also think it goes to where he played at too right so he's played in OKC He's playing in Houston. He's playing in DC. Like if he played in Philadelphia with the way he approaches the game, he'd be like, um,
2: he'd be Alan nervous
3: like, like idolized. Yeah. Exactly. He'd be so Allen like, I think that I think that goes to it too. If he played for a team like the Knicks and he played that hard, like I think that has something to do with. it.
2: Yeah. All right, but you know how they treat Brody, man. It's crazy. All right, quick quick check in before we go to the, the phone lines, man. Quick check in. Um and shout out to Skyview. He said the Hawks are a Kawhi Leonard away from being a problem. Um, that's a big move, big jump. Like it's not like you said they were like a shooter away or. A defender away. They said, they said they're, the they're a, a top five, five player problems. in the league away from being a problem. <laughs> you know, Skyview, cracking me up. Hey, hey Skyview. By Jones the way, way
3: <laughs> every team in the league is a Kawhi away from
2: being a problem. <laughs> that was, that, was, that, was, that <laughs> think about that. Every single team in the league is a Kawhi Leonard away from being a problem. Shout out to Skyview, you know. yo. Yo, you crazy. Um, speaking of those caliber players, though, um, quick MVP and rookie of the year check, man. Check in. Where where where's your list stand right now? Top two of each one. I, Top two I got, MVP. I got.
3: Joe and Melo. Um, so I got and B and Chris Paul. That's right. I'm I'm on the Chris Paul for MVP bandwagon.
2: Over Joker. Um, over the,
3: over the Joker. Man, FOA's Joker. You know <laughs> Joker. Yeah, I'm saying FOA's Joker. We got we got do this we got do this another time. But um, in, <laughs> in Rookie of the Year, I'm going with Lamelo, and I got Lamelo and Lamelo.
2: Lamelo and Lamelo, um, um, yeah. Well, see, for me, that that would be two different questions then, because definitely Lamelo is definitely the best rookie. Um, missing twenty-one straight, I understand why they, you know, the the standings have finally changed. The the crazy part is, and even the people who would say to you right now that they've put Anthony Edwards number one in there, because um, I, I read a lot about this, they put him number one. In their rookie rankings right now, they're still saying with Melo being back for like two games so far, like he's already made a move, possibly get his spot back. I'm like, damn, like how head and shoulders had, had you had to be above the field to miss 21 games, come back for two games, and they're saying you're back in the mix for the award. Now, I, I personally think at this point it's Anthony Edwards' award just because of the time they miss. but there's also some context that, that that you have to take into consideration, but the only reason is, Jim, it usually doesn't take It, it usually not considered too much in this particular award because when you're the rookie of the year, usually you're a, a lottery pick who goes to a bad team and you're not even expected to win, but at the same time, the Hornets are currently sitting in the eighth spot. And people can say what they want. B. Austin can say what they want. But we know damn well that LaMelo Ball is a big part of the reason for the turnaround in, in, you know, in Charlotte right now. So that might get taken into consideration when it's all said and done, and Melo might be coming back for his award. On the other side of things, I'm still thinking Joker. And, and shout-out to Anthony Edwards, man. He put up a 42-7-6 and six spot the other night and a, and a loss to the Grizzlies. So, you know, he's definitely trying to make his case. He's trying to solidify things. I guess he sees that Melo's back, so he really got to put a stamp on it at this point. But um, I'm still impressed with what the Joker's doing, man, because of the fact that I, I can't say – because Jamal Murray went out and they're still winning because they're still a deep and talented team after they made the move for Gordon.
3: Oh no! Now, Michael I Porter mean, Jr. is definitely
2: coming into his own, so they're not missing the 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 services of Jamal Murray as much as you would would have thought because you got yeah. other dudes who are stepping it up right now. But 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 no, you I know, I still that, got I him in the mix.
3: I say that respectfully. I just think that, like watching them both play, like Joe is taking it to another level this season, mm-hmm. and his success and his team's success. I, I just think that he's got to be rewarded. Like,
2: yeah, I mean, but for player. him, it's the it's the same thing as as, as Mello. Like, if they don't, if they can't. If they don't give it to Joe and they don't give it to Mello, I understand. But what my eyes will tell you, who were the best players this year? But I, you know, I, I understand. You know why they wouldn't after the amount of games they missed. I mean, truthfully, the Sixers and and Denver they sitting basically with the same record. So, you know, team success is pretty much the same thing. But then when you go over and and the team a is number it's one different. seed, exactly. that's a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? So conference be damned, you just happen to be in the West. Oh, sorry for you. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that all plays out in the long run. So our quote of the week, um, real quick, our quote of the week comes from the king himself, LeBron James, and it's a simple quote, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. (laughs) And that's LeBron James (laughs) when asked about the NBA play-in tournament at the end of the season. Now, the Lakers are currently sitting at six, and they have – they, you know, they're in trouble of falling into that play-in tournament. So a lot of people are thinking that LeBron James's comments are based on the fact that he's now possibly a participant in this play-in tournament. Now, to be truthful about everything, I've done—I I did some research on this back in 2018 when they first mentioned the the thought of a play-in yeah, tournament. He, he, been on he the seemed way. to not—he seemed to have not liked the idea of it then. But then last season, when they talked to him about it, he did have a quote where he named five teams. He'd be like, hey, why not? If those guys are hovering around the same spot, you know, at the end of it, why don't you let them battle it out? So sometimes I just think LeBron just be talking off the cuff. They catch him at the wrong time. He probably mentioned that without them even saying the words playing. Because actually, when I saw his quotes back in 2018, he didn't even really seem to understand what they were proposing for a play-in. So it seems like every time they ask him, he's confused. Well, he knows about it now, <laughs> and he yeah, might be playing in so it difficult. Now. It's So yeah, It's
3: not going to be so difficult to have every word you say scrutinized, man, because I probably contradict yeah, myself like three times before 9 a.m. Like, yeah, like
2: that's, that's, I mean, that's crazy. I
3: mean,
2: there's definitely some ugly Jones that grew on me because of what, what they body looked like. So, I mean, you know, I might say something. No. The, it might be something different later on down the line but you know people grow on you, things grow on you you can change I mean not that he acknowledged any change but you know he seemed against it and then for it and then definitely against it now so yeah all all of them could be true too yeah Yeah, I mean hey what I think on Tuesday might not be what I think on Thursday then on Saturday I might say something different so EAD. Um, all right, so let's go to the phone lines real quick. Uh, we got Rob out in Cali holding on the line. Let's get him on the line. Rob, what's going on? You're in the boardroom. Good brother. What up?
4: Oh, hey, man. What's up? Yo, it's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, Uh yo, I I'm tracked by quarterback Sacks of LT. How y'all doing, man? Nah,
2: yeah, I feel you. Up, I feel man? you. Wu Tang ain't nothing to f with. <laughs> so what's on your mind, man? What's up? How you feeling?
4: Oh, I'm good. Man, I'm feeling good. Well, one thing I will say is that, Winston uh, Westbrook, it, it, it's it's gonna. I I, want, I just wonder how. You know what history is gonna say about him? You know what I'm saying? Because he's will he be like one of those legends, like just like Camilo would be. That you know you got all. We're kind of different because Carmel don't pad his stats or rebounds. You know? Carmel's just a scorer. And I, I, and I love the fact that Jimmy brought up because the game was changed so much. I hate so that much. term. I hate that it, term, man. It's
2: true. It's true. Padding it's his true. his stats. It's not. It's, no, yo, you're saying that this dude don't go hard every game. Do be out
3: there. He just don't don't hard. I just said
2: that. Like somebody make a four minute video showing OKC running their – their, their defense, the way that Billy Donovan ran it, so his point guard could get rebounds and start the break, and everybody want to say this, just that stuff. But how come nobody's talking about the videos that people are showing where he's going out there and going to get rebounds over big men and all of that kind of stuff, which he does most of the time? Nobody's talking
4: about I I know he, he goes, like, goes I, he goes, he
3: runs a point. So off, do you think he's playing he hard just to
2: add that,
3: or do you think he just plays that hard?
4: Yo, he runs a point, he goes down the other side of the court, and he, he's rich. That's your boy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, man. And then the business the point is right. Generation of It's like LeBron came in. You'll see LeBron came in with all about four. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop, Stop talking. Stop talking.
2: Stop talking. Stop talking. No. Oh. We all got to
4: ask. After the bell rings or before the bell rings, right. You know,
2: triple double and, you know, it's, it's crazy. Hello? Yeah, that's you that you hear. You got a crazy echo for some reason. I don't know where it's coming from. Yo, can, I, can y'all hear me now? Yeah, we can always hear you. You just had an echo. Whatever you did. Oh it, yeah.
4: It, 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 now I got it. Oh, yeah, also, the Eagles laugh, man. That was... Man, I'll give it a C-minus, man. I I think... I don't know. I think Howie wants to tank next season. That—that—that's what I think. Wait, y'all you got know? the
2: player that everybody wanted, the type of player that you wanted, and now you get a C minus. didn't know no, that no, dude no. can't win for losing, boy. No, 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 no. Y'all just don't like Howie. You see, like,
4: you see, you see double talking. That's that East Coast double talking. No, I, I never said I wanted him in the first. What the hell are you talking wanted about? The two-
2: now, I'm not talking I'm about team. him. I'm talking about players like him. You, you and B. Austin always on here arguing because you want a receiver and you talk receiver, and receiver. They went and got the Heisman Trophy winning receiver, and now you are saying it's a C minus draft. All right, he, he, go ahead. He, tell me, tell he, me why. He, he, here's the thing:
4: when you get a guy like a guy like I'm disagreeing, uh, Justin Jefferson,
2: I'm only disagreeing because we do different. We we think differently.
4: Oh, that's, I that's, think it was a bad true. pick. Uh, uh, me too. A guy, I, I wanted them to trade back, and you could pick up another pick and Rashad Bateman, if you know the the, the guy Baltimore has, who 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 was really solid receiver who can get separation. This guy, people gotta understand when you miss a guy like DK Metcalf and a guy like Justin Jefferson in back to back draft, you can't just draft a receiver next draft in the top ten or top whatever pick. The uh, the value or, or, or the val- – I'm going to say the value, but the but receivers like that, you're not going to find the same value the same type of receiver like a stock like that in the next draft, especially in the first round or the first two rounds. So its it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know how he's going to do, but I didn't like the pick. I wanted to. You, you
2: just had to find it a few picks up. You know what I mean? The, the two best receivers had already been taken so uh, i
4: mean i mean i wanted, i i i i wanted to trade back or or at least get Rashawn slater with a uh, a guard but they and then they learned nothing from Sidney Jones. they got a guy who had four surgeries and and come out of college all 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 of them being season ending surgeries. And you got Eagle fans saying, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, okay, name me a lineman that was coming out of college with that many injuries and had a successful career in the NFL. And I told people, I'll wait. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. And then they pick a DN who just because he ran a 4.6, it's just like, dude, Terrell Suggs ran a 4.8. It's not it, – the, it, there was an article that came out that the Eagles relied on more analytics than the actual – the, then the actual player in a the, in the fight with the scouting, part, excuse me, the scouting department, the analytics department. I don't know, man. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's just no, ridiculous. I, think, I think he wants to tank removed. next season. And then oh, people God, get I'm mad and call me all these now, names are, because I don't believe in that? Jalen Hurts.
3: There are, a couple, there are a couple years removed from a Super Bowl, and you're judging the draft before dudes even get on the field. Like, what are we doing here? Like, they're they're a yeah. everyone i don't I don't get it, bro, I like, I just don't understand like there's an entire franchise that have never won a b- you want them to win every year like what i' don't, i don't it doesn't work that way, and then for two, these two haven't even gotten on the field yet, you don't know what they're gonna produce or how they'll be at this next level. I don't care what they've done in college to be honest with you because that doesn't seem to matter when you get to the n f l no
2: hopefully yeah, rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get a Frank Gore story. Speaking of Frank Gore, you know, he had all of those injuries in college and now he's like the, the picture of health and longevity in the, in the NFL. So hopefully keep your fingers crossed. Maybe, maybe this what? offensive lineman could be a Frank Gore type. Well, I mean, I mean, running
4: backs are different. Running backs, they yeah. – I don't know. They were blessed with super abnormal <laughs> strength. No, nah, running backs – that's life.
2: not true. Running backs have a three-year shelf life, my dude. Yeah, Run, yeah, running, backs like have Frank... the, running backs used to have the shortest shelf life of any NFL player. So that's not true at all. They get battered every no, yeah, play. But, but... but they're not no, running no, no, the ball no, as no. much as they used to. <laughs>
4: No, I, I understand. But I'm talking about backs not only like Frank Gore. We're talking about guys like Garrison Hurst, guys like Willis McGahee. Yeah. Even what it, yeah, yeah, I went back. I went back. That that not, like you said, they come with injuries, and they just keep you know they're the little engine that could. that keep on trucking, and and I want to ask y'all this: going to Boston, none of those
3: guys have had none of those guys have had extended careers, though. None of the guys you just named, none of them, none of them dudes had long extended careers.
5: Like, i
4: really,
5: what are we Adrian talking Peterson, about? But, but
3: Even but I mean, he, he's had a long career, but his career has been injury pro- – he hasn't had the long run. Like, I mean, this is why Phil likes to make that argument. I still think it's after 10. But Peterson's <laughs> career was marred with injuries, suspensions, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we we got to be, like, first of all, in the words of the Bison, we got to be honest here, man. Like, none of us watch enough college football to be able to make these like these judgments that a lot of us are making. We sitting at home like we should have got this person. Like you ain't seen one game of that person. So what are we even talking about?
4: I don't. Look. Yes, I have. I seen like, the game <laughs> Alabama of Mister Roll Tide. You know the blue face left He's all right. but you know I. I
3: have, we'll see. I would, yeah talking about the guys you rather than get the guy you said they give him a C. So the guys that would have given them an A, you're basing that on what?
4: I'm basing it on 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 just knowing how he and knowing the Eagles' draft. We uh, there's only one draft. Basically, um, Jim, he hates howie. After <laughs> what he saying? He hates howie. It, Answered the question. Know, just what did howie do how it's just just with the question?
0: question.
4: He, 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 heard heard. he drafted. He drafted, he drafted who? He drafted Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz in the same draft. In the same draft.
2: Yo, and, how uh, important were they to winning the Super Bowl, though? No, they Listen, weren't... important. They Zach Ertz made the winning him, catch.
3: He only the winning
2: touchdown catch in the Super Bowl. Like, what are we talking no, about no, here? No, 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 Howie Roseman
3: Howie Rose 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 is literally, Rose is literally Rose is the Rose most successful... Like, he... he, he he's the most no, no, no I feel you, Rob, but Eagles there's, more, had there's had.
2: other people you could have named. Like, you you can't be... You can't be dissing Howie Roseman and then say, he drafted Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz. Yo.
4: No, what I'm saying... I'm saying compared that draft... To most drafts he did, we're talking mm-hmm. about um, the Jordan Matthews draft or Marcus Smith. We're talking about uh, – what draft we could talk about? Freaking um, uh, the the Nelson Aguilar draft was only two good picks. Yeah, see, Rob, this
3: is what I'm saying. Like, you, like you're being intellectually dishonest at this point because you have to look at every, 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 every guy who's drafting, every president, GM who drafts. And look at look at the success rate of their of their players that they pick. Howie Roseman is probably at the top of the
2: list, as opposed to being Jim, at the bottom of the list. The whole thing is, is a crapshoot. Jim, this is typical Eagles I, fan I, stuff because they're Eagles. only. Do you know what they're looking at? They're looking at the first round picks and how many Pro no, Bowls come out of not. come out yeah. of this draft. you are not looking at all of these dudes that's in, a lie. The, in the in the later rounds who become glue pieces to your team who become important parts nobody cares about that if howie botched, and I'm not disagreeing with you that he he's botched several first round picks he's definitely botched several first round picks his first round picks definitely don't go to a lot of pro bowls and, and they
0: second round
2: we're talking we're talking like like
3: we're talking like we're
2: like, like like Washington in the last 20 years or, this is or you know, teams completely Cleveland completely for the last twenty ridiculous. years until just now, like that's the way people I, talk.
4: i are l- 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 like, not ridiculous. that. Mo- I understand. He I understand has, what you're he's saying. The he's the, the most
3: successful insane. Eagles executive in the history of the franchise. What are we talking about? But
4: look, but look, listen, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, when we won the Super Bowl, it wasn't it wasn't mostly because of our draft picks. It was because of our free agents. And I will, I will include trades. I'll Does give he him not that. have a hand in, the, hand in that? Does he not have a hand in that? Yes, but he's also the guy who caused so the salary cap mess. <laughs> he's also the guy that caused the salary cap mess that we're that we're in bed with today. Overpaying so everybody. What?
3: You got a championship. You have a championship to show for it. What are we talking about, Rob? Like, listen, the teams with salary cap problems who don't have a championship. He sacrificed the
4: salary cap, but you guys have a you literally a couple of years removed from being the champion of the entire league. What
2: funny thing is, we're, we're funny we're thing is, funny thing is, if you don't spend that money, then Eagles fans are gonna complain about that. No, um, not really not. if you don't spend that money and you don't, to play, and you don't win. win, if you don't spend that money and you don't win, everybody gonna say he won't even go for it. You should have paid this. He's not even going yo, for it.
4: it. Now, what, what couple years like, removed? We, we don't have a quarterback. We have a rookie head coach. I'll give him the benefit of a doubt. I, 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 I trust this coaching <laughs> staff. He won a bowl.
3: Want, I, want, I feel you, Rob. I feel you want. I want.
2: I want lasting success too. But ever since that moment, man, Eagles fans have been acting like you know we bill Belichick patriot fans like no, it's, like it's, y'all y'all fall for the y'all fall for the banana in the tailpipe that they do after every super bowl every time somebody no. wins a super bowl oh and they're loaded so they'll be right back here next nope. year I fall for that. No, everybody falls no, no. for that i was just talking no, to no, a tampa no, bay no, fan no, yesterday that was he he was no, he, he was he was knowledgeable so he was a little skeptical, like, yeah, they all expecting us to do this because everybody's coming back, but hey, I got I'm not I'm not I'm not holding my hopes up on on that level. And I'm like, dude, that's the best way to stay sane. Because when you get when you turn into a cocky fan after you win one and then your expectations get on a dynasty level, this is what we get. This is what we have. Listen, and this is you're you right on par with everybody else
3: do you realize how long the Bears have been in the NFL or have been a professional football team and how many Super Bowls they have?
2: And they still talking about the 85 Bears to this day. Like you're still living
3: Like This is a dumb conversation. I'm done, man. No, 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 All right, Rob, right, real know, quick. What, you said you are going to make what, a what, point what?
2: about boxing. We got to go, man. We got to go. We'll uh, make... okay, okay. Real uh, quick, man. Okay. You got to be quick. got to be quick. You already I, been on here like I, six I, minutes. I,
4: oh, wow. <laughs> You're gonna yeah you're gonna give uh Mister uh, Cotton Patch to bias like
2: I didn't give looking, nothing you spent I mean, see you about to spend another minute okay, talking about okay, him okay, you waste okay. your time what talking
4: you about other people
2: you when you're on just what, as long as them you don't realize it what, because you're cutting yourself short talking about them. What about okay, boxing?
4: Oh, okay, what do you guys think about the Floyd Mayweather fight with Jake Paul? I think that his name was right, Jake Paul. A like like, did,
2: like did, do you think this is
4: I just want to know what y'all thought on it. Uh, He's on fighting Logan Paul, the
2: other brother. And I think, it's a, I think it's a clown show. I think it's terrible for boxing. Of course, it's good for money. But it's, you know, it's, boxing is a sport that I love. And it, it just looks like a clown show right now. It seems like exhibition fights. It's not just Floyd. But when the biggest name in the sport, you know, is is just about the money and no longer about the sport. It's going to look like this, but it, it seems like exhibition fights are, the, are what everybody's paying attention to now. Now you got Mike Tyson talking about fighting Lennox Lewis. I mean, y'all old as hell, but y'all are professionals. If you really want to get it in, <laughs> get it sanctioned somewhere and fight for real. But nobody wants to yeah. blemish their records anymore. So we're we just going to do exhibitions yeah. now that's going to draw more than big fights. The hell with all these exhibitions, man. Shout out to the Canelo fight this weekend. That's what I'm going to be watching.
4: Oh, all right. All right. I'll give you my,
3: thought. oh. give you my thoughts once, we, uh, once you hang up with, brother. Oh,
4: oh, and that's my last point. It's just like the McNabb and, like, the McNabb and T.O. thing. Yes, like, like when that whole fiasco was ended, What McNabb <laughs> was just there to take the heat. Well, do I think, wasn't the organizational failure with the whole seat? From top to bottom, from the coaching to bottom, absolutely, you know how this team has depleted, you know from the head coach on down, and Carson Wentz really played bad, and I'm a I'm a big Carson Wentz fan, but 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 you know yes, Howie's there. There Howie's there to take Howie is there to take the um take the hits. But I want to I want I want to ask Dev something, and and and, and uh, Jimmy something before I go. Would you take Howie? Well, I'm not going to say. It, it, you you'll probably say you'll probably say yes, I think. Yes. I was I was gonna ask you, we're gonna take Andy Reid Andy Reed's player personnel control over how he player personnel control, but you're gonna take Howie Rosen because you
2: know he wants to screw a ball, but yeah. Why would I do all that? Right, y'all have a, a blessed Andy no, Reid built the team the right way. I love Andy Reid. Andy Reed Andy Reed has proven that in two different places. I
4: mean so, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll, how I'll get how he did. Yeah, all over the place, we gotta he move did. on, bro. He, all right, he, we we'll we no, let you, man, but I'll take Andy. And we holler let
3: you next
4: all week,
3: right. man. Peace out, good bro. <laughs> yo, yo, all over <laughs> here's, what I'll say. here's what I'll say about the boxing thing. And I me and you were talking about this when we came on. Floyd mm-hmm. was actually on the Million Dollars Off a Game podcast. Shout out to the silly brethren, Wallow and Gilly. But um, he said which was interesting because he was completely honest about it. Like Floyd don't really, he said he don't care about boxing the way that people think he should, because he said, no matter what he does right, wrong or indifferent, people are going to have the opinion. So he's like, I'm going to do what I want to do, which is get to the bread. And he was like, why would I come and fight and take a serious fight and put my health in danger when I can go to to an exhibition and get more money <laughs>
2: and make more money? He's like, <laughs> he was, See, you know, he was but
3: completely honest. The thing about it. is, he said I might the thing is, he said, I have ability to make a hundred million dollars with this like Logan Paul joint. He said without putting my health in danger. So he was like so for those for those that don't understand that that's why he was very honest about it.
2: Yo, but but Jim, with that sentence you just said we're going to be looking at Logan Paul means looking at the iPad. And Logan Paul took that seriously, took that personally. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm going to risk my yeah. health. He's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's how we talking. But no, nah, I mean, yeah. anytime you step into the ring, you're risking your health, but his point is, is valid. You know, you're risking it more with a professional fighter, even though, you know, we see Jake Paul and Logan Paul out here stretching the boots of like basketball players and all of that. But yeah, this is a whole different ball game right here. <laughs> the way he said that made
3: me feel like this not even going to be like a, a
2: real exhibition. Like
3: they, they might go whoop his ass real quick. I don't quick. know the way he said it. going to be said like a Mike like,
2: Tyson. Uh,
3: yeah, that's the. But like he, a he didn't say that. He didn't say that.
2: But the way I mean, the, the, cl- the clown like, show's already started, man. They were at a, a I don't know where they were. I don't know if it was supposed to be a press tour or something like that. But Jake Paul, not even the one that he's fighting. Ended up in Floyd's face. This was earlier today. Um, they were talking trash face to face, and then he snatched Floyd's cap off his head and turned around and ran. Floyd ran after him, and a scuffle ensued because of this. So the clown show, yes. you know, circus is already making its its stops. It's like a traveling circus. So. Um,
3: Listen, man, so but the, the thing is, he's very aware of it. He's very aware that it is, and he's okay with it. He, like, basically, his point oh, we is, know, Yeah. if I could make, okay. make $100 million in a circus, why would I box for real? Well, <laughs> you know, kind of this,
2: this this the way we made it. And, you know, when I say we, I ain't talking about us. I'm talking about society at large. I'm talking about sports fans at large. You know, the entertainment factor rules so if they can be entertained by this and we've made a market for him to be able to make a hundred million dollars fighting a youtuber at that point like you really can't knock people for doing it i mean i can say it's trash and it's a clown show
3: so you know, that's never going to change
2: but can you knock somebody for doing it you know what i'm saying he told him yo gilly told him i'm a youtuber he said you give me two i'll let you knock me out like, real talk. Like, you know, Floyd gonna fight me. Like, I say all this right now. Like, it's a clown show and all this. And Floyd came and offered me um, you know, if he if he took his, his act from YouTubers to podcasters and he offered me a few million to fight him, I'll rumble Floyd. And I'll be right there, you know, Deb, I thought you said this was a clown show. I was like, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me my money. Shut up. But, so yeah, we'll see. well, 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 well. Most people will see. I ain't got no interest in seeing. All right, so dude, what happened this week, man, while everybody was on the Grizz Naive? Yeah, I'm sloppy. While you on the Grizz Naive? it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies, for you or your business the custom
3: website. What did you do? Go to DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203 and tell them, yo, I heard it on the war room. Give me that discount, and they'll take care of you. Um, but this is what happened this past week While you were on the Grizz Naïve, The uh, National Football League or are not from for long um, They, <laughs> they sent a memo out That reminds teams that they're not obligated To pay players who are injured Away from team facilities Shout out to Greg coverage. I, I,
2: I kind of I think this is I think this is kind of Messed up because you know There's context to all of that Like okay if you out there riding motorcycles or you playing basketball, other sports and all that kind of stuff, stuff that you're not supposed to be doing contractually, then okay, I understand that fully. But a lot of these dudes who get injured, they're out there trying to get their bodies ready for the upcoming season. They're just hating because these dudes are doing it at their own place rather than you know, being at the team facility, a lot of these guys don't even live where the team is during the off season. They're just trying to force this off season workout program on people. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I said, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing contractually, then I fully understand that. But this, this was by a couple of prominent players who, um, you know, in media reports, got hurt. Denver Broncos offensive lineman Juwan James. He tore his Achilles tendon this week while working out on his own. Not doing anything crazy, but working out on his own. Doing his football workout, getting ready for the season on his own. So I, I don't think players like that should be punished, man. It's crazy. We'll say hey, you, listen, man. Blueprint. I had a badass NFL.
3: Weak-ass Players old Association. Old you don't get you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And right. I say that to say this: weak ass. That's on the union. Yeah, everything. That's on the union.
2: Everything on the union, man. So they basically saying, Speaking as a result, that, they can withhold his salary for as long as he's sidelined." And you know, an Achilles will sideline you for a good year, maybe two. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. and this is yeah. football. Will he even last through? An Achilles injury, not getting paid. I'm like, hey, you're off the books now. Let's go ahead and cut this bull. Because <laughs> he got an injury got that you might not come back from. Let's cut this bull. I hope you creeps got receipts. My <laughs> peeps is like creeps.
3: Run up nah, in your nah. crib, wrap you in your polo <laughs> sheet. Take some in your piece. peaks. you off Um, NFL, <laughs> Former NFL <laughs> wide receiver Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson <sighs> is going to fight on a Mayweather local to <laughs> undercard on June 6th in Miami. Joining I, saw the Matt, show. I saw Matt Barnes, like, yo, told him, like, he trying to pull up and be his opponent. So I don't know whether that's going to go down or not. But <laughs> yeah, because they haven't named that, his opponent yet.
2: Yeah, they haven't named his opponent yet. Is, um, yo, Matt Floyd... Barnes
3: said he wants that chick. He, he ready to pull <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> yo, Ocho Cinco has been, you know, he's boxed at Floyd's gym, like during the off season, just stay in shape and all this kind of stuff. So Leonard Ellerbury approached him about being a part of this card. The crazy part is you already got the main event of this card being a high-priced clown show with Floyd fighting a YouTuber. Then you're going to have this dude who's most likely going to be a celebrity or another athlete or something like that that he's going to end up fighting. But then you got real fights on the card. You got a WBA title fight that's also going to be on the on the card. Like <laughs> this card is all over the place, man. So I, I don't know. I can't call it, man. Boxing is. Listen, dead. man. We
3: might start seeing a bunch of athletes that we always wondered what they would look like in the ring in the ring because they're going to be getting that chicken. This is.
2: Well, if they NBA players, we already know they can't fight. So hopefully, Chad can fight. <laughs> NBA players going to be in the ring. Like, hold me back. Hold me back. All right, what else happened? You there, Jim? I don't know what happened to Jim. Jimmy just dropped. All right, so what else happened while y'all were on the Grizz Uh Let's see now. Because <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Kyrie Irving and the Nets have been fined $35,000 apiece because of Kyrie's continued refusal to talk to the media. Now, we know um, earlier in the season, uh, Kyrie got fined $25,000, the Nets as well, for not wanting to talk to the media. Um, He had put out a tweet back then. He said, I pray we utilize the fine money for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. I'm here for peace, love, and greatness, so stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. We move different over here. Then he added, I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. That's what he said earlier in the season when he got fined twenty-five grand. Now, he was talking about whether or not the money went to, you know, a good cause in the community. Um, I don't know if he ever got his answer. So I'm like, you're doing this again, but did you find out if your money was going to a good place, if you're really, you know, worried about that? I don't know. But this time, after the second loss in a row to the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday night, um, Kyrie failed to uh, live up to his the, the media guidelines of the league, so he wouldn't talk to um, the media. He declined numerous requests to speak to reporters, including reporters from um, ESPN. I believe the game was on ESPN. And so now they're getting this thirty-five thousand dollar fine. Jim, what do you think about Kyrie yeah, telling the media to FOH yeah. again?
3: Yo, blog talk, SMD. But um, yeah, yo, little little Wingfoot is doing whatever he wants to to team. <laughs> like. Wingfoot. So I mean, now you gotta you gotta pay the price of doing so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is though, I, yo, it's like part of me is like, damn, Barry, just just do your job. But Yo, it seems yeah. like him being this defiant. And being, um, you know, in his bag, so to speak, like acting like this is making him play better. So,
2: yeah, I'm like, Yo, <laughs> because he's let, because he's ahead. letting you know, like, stop with the distractions and all this BS about media. This is what we here to do. And so he go out there and ball, probably to let that speak for him. But on the other hand, you know, it's obligation. It's a part of your contract. It's a part of what they do. It's a part of what the players association sign. You know, all healthy players have to be available either before or after the game. But, hey, it's his money, not mine. So, if you don't mind, yeah. I'm good. I don't need to hear none of y'all talk forever. <laughs> so, what, what else happened? Anyways. Bye, yeah, man.
3: Here's one that's weird to me. Georgia, Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp, signed a bill in a law allowing college athletes in the state to make endorsement money um, starting July 1st. But the bill also allows schools to take up to 75% of that um, and redistribute it to other athletes. So I, this, this is kind of mad confusing to me. Like, it's part, So that just tell me there's something else in the bill that um, that probably has nothing to do with this? He probably, like, legalized slavery or something, like, in the backhand of the <laughs> bill, because that's what they do as legislators.
2: Like, so, so basically, just, you see you what this is? This money. is like a backhanded bill. So basically, finally... You you know at least in our state we're going to allow these kids to profit off their 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 likeness they can get endorsement deals, but the school has the right to take seventy five percent of their money and redistribute it to other athletes at the you know upon graduation, like what sense does that make? It's a backhanded bill to show you what they really think and 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 the, and to also show you that they really didn't want to do this. They're going to give the school all of these all of this this access to the money. Now, on the other hand, I think big, bigger schools like Georgia, Georgia tech, you know, schools that are in the running for recruits and, and, every sport, basketball, football, especially, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to, you know, try to take the, the athletes money like that, because how would that look for recruiting? You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to start using that. If you're, if you're looking at a school in another state, where getting endorsements of your likeness is legalized, all they got to say is, well, you know, in Georgia, you know, they can take 75% of your money. So, you know, you better watch out, Georgia Tech, or Georgia might do that. So this is going to be something that they're going to have to tell recruits. Like, you know, even though we have the right to do this, we're not going to do this, so you can still come here. So I I can't see a lot of the bigger schools actually doing it, but it's a backhanded bill, to say the least, man. It's, It's corny. Yeah, it makes no stupid. sense
5: <laughs> so yeah. said,
3: That is what happened this week While you guys were on the Grizz Naive Tell everybody what happened This date in sports history
2: Yes sir This date in sports history brought to you by Sports The Book S-P-O-R-T-S Smart people only read the sports you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book with the same list, rankings, imaginary starting, starting lineups, and the LeBron and, and Jordan debate. Man, skip that bullshit and read Sports the Book written by War Room Sports Jimmy. The Blueprint, yo, definitely go pick this up, man. You can pick it up at sportsthebook.com. dot com. You can pick it up at Sports dot com. But it's definitely, I will say, one hundred percent, unequivocally going to be one of the best sports works that you have ever read in your life so make sure you go do that hit us on social media let us know how you liked it call into the show let us know how you liked it but make sure you get your copy now sports the SportsTheBook. sports the book this date in sports history may 5th 2019 the bull pablo sandoval becomes the second major league baseball player since 1900 to throw a scoreless outing hit a home run, and steal a base in the same game. The first person to do it was Christy Mathewson in 1905. Also, this date in sports history, May 6, 1984, Baltimore Orioles great Kyle Ripken hits for the cycle. If, you, if you're not a big baseball fan and you don't know the significance of hitting for the cycle, that is when, in one game, you hit a single, you hit a double, You hit a triple, and you hit a home run. That's hard as hell to do. (laughs) So, you know, it really is a big deal. Go look it up. All right. Also, this date in sports history, May 6, 1931, baseball legend Willie Mays was born. So we want to give a happy 90th birthday salute to the Say Hey Kid. And one more thing, May 5, 1915, future baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth hits his first ever Major League Baseball first home ever. run. First of 714. So shout out to Babe Roof, who, you know, we all been thinking lately, you know, he got maybe some brother in him somewhere. That's probably why he was so good. Yo, but if you go look you at photos it, of man. Babe Roof, look at his nose, he ain't gotta all white.
3: Point, you got to get a point God his birthday shout out, too, man. The point God was born today, man.
2: Got to give CP3 the point guard. <laughs> A oh, birthday shout-out. Um, I don't know how old he is. Yo, he ain't as old as Willie. He like Is he? I ain't see him on the board. I ain't see him, yeah, on, the ain't see him Bias, on the board all of day. Do
3: we? I was ready
2: to get out of
3: here. What are yeah. <laughs> he curses us out for? I swear, he his he name just him, came Tobias, up on got, the board. All right, Tobias. I know, he's cursing us out. I'm like... we. Oh, fellas!
2: What's up? You on the line? Hey. You got yeah. Man. I was a
5: little late, I, you know. I had to deal those Anglo Saxons today. You know,
2: uh, he, he, there's something out.
5: His name pop up when we about to roll. All right, What's yeah, you always rolling, man. I don't know who calls the work list. You or Kyrie? But uh, yeah. but I had to tell them we, this you know, we know, own quick, we own the right? company
2: though, so we don't get fined.
5: <laughs> <I don't, laughs> Kyrie thinks he owns oh, a company, but, uh, <laughs>
3: but you, I had to tell I had you was over there. I heard you uh, was helping Umar paint his basketball court. That's what you've been. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Hey. Y'all that I red, know, bag- ha- red, black, and green.
5: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, what's going to happen first? The chronic drought of the school open. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Jimmy the job. Jimmy be ready to bounce. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that detox. But, but, but the thing is, him. though, I, w- I wanted to bring this up today. Cause I, I hear all this talk about, like, Jokic MVP versus Chris Paul, and a lot of people bring up numbers. And I think what happens is Jokic, he's a great player. But I think he's a, the analytic boy's wet dream. <laughs> you know, he's the same guy that thinks Isaiah Thomas is overrated because his analytics weren't popping. Uh, but <laughs> I think what happens is a lot of times is that uh, I, I believe – I will both vote for Chris Paul MVP uh, because those are the same guys on that team last year. You couldn't even make the damn play in with the same guys. And Booker was dropping 25 to hit the league, <laughs> you know. I, know. And if, I, I also yeah.
2: think and – I, and I don't disagree with you. Um, He has to be in consideration. But at the same time, it's also a case of right place, right time for Chris Paul. Because everybody saw whether or not they made the playoffs. Everybody saw that team was improving. Now, improving from, you know, maybe getting into the playoffs this year to being 40, you know, to having 44 wins, that's a whole different thing. So so you definitely got to give him some consideration. But we can't give him – soul credit is is what I'm saying. You nah. can't give him soul credit. Nah. We saw this team I improve. Think what, because I remember the Thunder
5: was trying to take and it still kept winning. And, and, and the Thunder probably had, also probably the Thunder ain't bit Jay Gildas Alexander yet. You know, told him to go play the young players even though he's 22. Uh, <laughs> i say we got to play the young guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, but I, I just want to shout him out because I think this league, the media, they just all analytics and everything's about numbers. And I think sometimes it's that uh you know, sometimes the impact a person can make on some of those players. Because I think Chris Paul's impact is Devin Booker won't demand a trade next year. Uh, you know, I think that's the impact. And also mm-hmm. I think that even I don't think I think LaMelo's not gonna win rookie of the year, even though I would still vote for him anyway. But uh I know Anthony Edwards is gonna win it because he played the most games, so I can't knock that. But uh well, I give I give Lamelo credit and the Hornets credit for this. He wanted to come back and he wanted to play. Many times we see rookies get hurt and they get oh, screw it. We wait the next year, and right. I like that because I think that's, that's a good tone for the Frank.
2: All right, man. We appreciate your last second call. You 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 hey, be no problem. Hey, you clutch.
5: Hey, you clutch. No problem, fellas. <laughs> Remember the D top two the detox album, Umar School, we got to go to Fox Fit or whatever USA, whatever Fit site y'all use now that, that old Gus got evicted from, his house, whatever that is, we got to find the odds on that happening. My money's on the detox album. You guys have a right, great man.
2: weekend. You too, man. Peace. Just don't, don't be talking trash about Umar, man. You're going to get on that Negro list. You're not going to be able to go to any events <laughs> at his school. All right, then, let's get up out of here, man. I smell something cooking.
3: <laughs> Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the world. Shout out to everybody in the chat on Facebook, Twitter, pretty much everybody on social media that reaches out. We definitely uh, appreciate you, man. You know, enjoy your week. Enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe in the streets from the Rona. You know what I'm saying? The police, the officers. Be careful out there. Please, please, dude. And so you can catch us next week. You know what I'm saying? We'll be right back here. Catch all of our conversations in the course of the week and everything we do on all of our social media. How do you find our social media? Well, here's what you do. You go to the hub, which is warroomsports.com, and you find everything we do all of our content, all of our social media. And you also get my book, Sports the Book, right at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you, Chunks on Top.
1: know the blueprint. yo Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this <laughs> Shout out to Dez, PJ, Woo. beat off and dot pay on replay Warroomsports.com uh. yeah. Get that mobile app, it's knocked out Callin'. 3 323 3 working O-12 They be going and you sensitive, then oh well Yeah Physical podcasts the tough uh, show Showtime like magic and the block push Listen alive, live, push one to join in uh, Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment uh, Hip hop dollars, uh, pit stop and knowledge uh, Should be in sports as I ain't talking college Pop guys, no beast though Work but the streets know uh, Bella funny uh, I got a a G-flow uh, KC, Royalty, I'm in beast mode. Uh, Two hours game up, uh. Who's the best in can't be the name us.